Hello listeners, this is Matt from Uncanny Treks, and I want to take a moment to tell you about our brand new Patreon at patreon.com slash uncannytreks. On our Patreon, we offer lots of exclusive content in multiple tiers, including access to our brand new Patreon-exclusive podcast, X-Men 92 vs. Young Justice. On this podcast, we follow the same format as B5 vs. DS9, but with an entirely new focus on reliving the nostalgia of 90s X-Men animated series and comparing it to the fast-paced action of Young Justice. Both of these animated series have recently been renewed for new seasons, so we felt it was a great time to return to these two comic book-based properties. If you're interested in subscribing, please visit us at patreon.com slash uncannytreks. You can always reach out to us on Twitter at uncannytreks. Enjoy the show, and as always... Thank you for listening. Welcome back to a special bonus episode of Uncanny Treks, the uh, podcast that brings you Babylon 5 versus DS9, brings you Star Trek Strange New Worlds versus Legion of Superheroes, and brings you X-Men 92 versus Young Justice. But today we're not talking about any of those six shows. Today we're talking about a different comic book media property. Instead, we're talking about Doctor Strange 2. What, what is the subtitle? Into the Multiverse of Madness? I don't even remember. But anyway, we're here talking <laughs> Doctor Strange 2. I am Bob in Cascadia. That is Matt in the Southland. Matt, what the hell is the subtitle to this movie again? Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Into the Multiverse of Madness would be a better title, don't you think? Well, maybe. I don't know. I think it's odd that like I didn't even see the film, Bob, but I know the title and you don't. <laughs> do you know do you know the joke of the do you know the joke of the title? No. Do you know what day this came out? Not a clue. Mother's Day. Oh, and it's mom. Like, okay. Yeah. Doctor yep. Strange, Multiverse of <laughs> Madness, M-O-M. How yep. cute. Pretty pretty clever. Pretty clever, I have to say. <laughs> it's super cute, too, because didn't they, like, push this movie back just to, like, wasn't it, like, a original mistake come out, like, a long time ago? Or is this one of the few movies they didn't push back? I don't think they changed. I, I thought they mostly just messed around with, like, Black Widow and Eternals, but... Maybe maybe this one too. I don't. I don't, I couldn't tell you for sure. So just just for starters, well, before we do anything else, let me just ask you this: Should this have just been something that came out on Disney Plus, or oh, is this something no. that re- it really needed to be in the theater? Okay. I mean, about literally every movie needs to be in the theater. Like watching movies on streaming is awful, especially like a big budget movie like this. Like, uh, like I, I no, love like, I, I love spending so much money at the theater. Like and get, and getting I, the COVID, <laughs> man. Like I, what can I tell you, dude? It, it's Seattle. We what we have probably like a ninety nine point five percent vaccination rate. It's fine. Like, you know, we, the tyrant Jay Inslee has relaxed the mask mandates for now. It's fine. Nice. It's, it's good. We're good. Um, but I'm really yeah. not worried about that. I, Bob. Just, I really just, don't just to like be clear, thing. I don't actually, I don't actually think Jay a tyrant i just like joking oh. about it um but yeah i i then i don't know like i i if the choice were 
I, I would never watch these if I if I could only watch them on like Disney Plus or whatever. No, that would be ridiculous. Like this is a ridiculous big action movie. It needs to be seen on a big screen. Nice. That's Bob with his um, outdated I, with his yeah. outdated ways. Okay. <laughs> Your TV's not that good, man. I've seen it. But you have not seen my new TV, and it's way better. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. I. I I still know it's not as good as uh, the screen I, I saw on, I saw this on in Ballard. I know that for a, for an absolute fact. All right. Well, let's let's talk about this movie, Bob. Let's dig into it. All right. So I think the biggest theme here is well, I, I'll just say a I did like this movie. I don't really like multiverse stuff, so I had pretty low expectations, and the movie easily beat my expectations. So that was nice. And I think the biggest complaint I have, and my vague sense, although I haven't looked at Twitter much about this, but my vague sense is that other people share this complaint, is that the movie is kind of weird because it sort of assassinates the Scarlet Witch's character, and it sort of doesn't assassinate the Scarlet Witch's character. And, I, you know, I honestly, I'm not sure, like, which is worse, but... You know, like it's that's sort of, I think, the two horns of the dilemma. So, Matt, we thought it might be amusing for you to walk through the summary I've prepared of Doctor Strange 2 since uh, longtime listeners who've heard the worst episode we ever did, our uh, review of Batman, will know how much you like a long plot summary. So, it was a review of the Batman, Bob. The Batman. (laughs) I'm sorry, the Batman. The Batman. So, you're going to walk through the plot I wrote. You're gonna you're gonna stop and uh, make comments where appropriate, and uh, we will kind of keep in mind this framing question of is the movie assassinating Scarlet Witch's character or is it not? Because I think that's the important framing question. Okay, so in the main plot of the movie is that the six one six, aka the main Marvel universe, Scarlet Witch uses the Darkhold, an evil book of immense power, to Does stop- it remind you of anything from Sam Raimi, Matt? Yeah, the, uh, the zombie movie. What's it called? Book of the Dead. Evil Book Dead. of the Dead. Yep. Yeah, the Necronomicon or whatever it's called. Is that the same thing? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, actually, I think you're right and I'm wrong. It's that, yeah, the Necronomicon, which is oh, also from Lovecraft. All right. Yeah. So, so to, to, she uses it to stalk across the multiverse. And then Miss America Chavez with the evil starfish god Shuma Garoth, who appeared in the What If TV series. Scarlet Witch wants to steal Miss America's power to punch star-shaped holes into other universes. Okay, so let me let me get this straight. Do they actually identify the universe or the Marvel universe as six one six, or is that just you saying that? Yes, they later they call it six one six. It's the people in Earth eight three eight have cataloged other universes and they've given their own eight three eight, and they've given the main Marvel universe six one six. And to be clear. Um, Miss America is not from 616, and unlike these other characters, she doesn't have multiversal counterparts. So America Chavez, though, she can jump between the, the, the universes, correct? Like Yes, by punching a star-shaped hole. However, she can't control that power initially. Okay. I, I'm a little... Okay. I'm already a little confused because I thought America Chavez... Is she not the character who like stretches, or am I thinking of a different character? No, no, you're thinking of Miss Marvel. This is Miss America. Son of a bitch. Okay, sorry. Miss, Miss Marvel <laughs> has Miss Marvel is a Pakistani uh, American in yes. New Jersey, and she has a, a Disney Plus show that I think starts later this year. That's what I was thinking. Okay, so 
So hold on. So we've got her, and then we also have Captain Marvel, not to be confused. Yes, and we will see a Captain Marvel later in this movie, although oh. not a Captain Marvel we've seen before. So I'm already fascinated because I had to actually watch What If to kind of have some idea what some of these characters are, like the Starfish God. Oh, actually, no, you don't, because the I'm I'm calling the Starfish God Shumagarath for clarity's sake, but they never directly call it Shumagarath either in this movie or in What If. Partially, that's a rights issue. Oh, okay. Um, but you did, but, I mean, but you, clearly, it's it's supposed to be Shumagarath. So Miss America apparently can't control her power, so it only manifests when Scarlet Witch almost has her. So I guess she has to be like within proximity of her or something. Yeah, yeah. And you don't really need. I, I thought you would needed to have watched What If, but you don't. Um, none of the stories from What If directly tie into this, and I mean the concept of the multiverse is at play, but that's it. And then, so Scarlet Witch, her goal here is to, I guess, use Miss America to find a universe where she can be with her twins, the two, you know, the two kids that she loses in the uh, in the, Wandavision. The Wandavision, yeah, yeah. And they seem to be in every universe, but six one six. So, yes. How sad. So Miss America first allies with a ponytail Doc Strange. Well, that's weird because our Doc Strange doesn't have a ponytail, so yes, he must be yes. from another. Another place. Yes. Although we don't know what his universe number is, but so I okay. just call him Ponytail Doc Strange. They're going to have to ha start having like uh, annotations on these movies, which is going to be really sad. Yeah, you're going to meet four Doctor Stranges. Oh my God. Over. Jeez. But this Doctor Strange <laughs> betrays, betrays her because he doesn't believe Miss America can control her power, only for him to be killed by Shuma Garoth. Oh, so that Doctor Strange is dead. Miss America next finds 616 Doc Strange. That's the one we know. Who has just been told by yes. Night Nurse, Night Nurse from the Daredevil show? A different one. This one is uh, Chris Tammon. That one's Claire <laughs> Temple. Um, so, in fairness, um, the original Night Nurse is Christine Palmer, this character, but the the Night Nurse from Daredevil and Luke Cage is more closely fulfilling the Night Night Nurse role from the comics, but I still enjoy calling the the female love interest of this story Night Nurse instead of Christine Palmer. Oh, so is she ever called Night Nurse in the movie, Bob? No. Bob, fuck you. <laughs> Your summary is very misleading. <laughs> no, it's not. She is the I, Night Nurse, man. I thought like, we had Christine another Palmer Daredevil tie-in. I thought we had another Daredevil tie-in like we did in the Spider-Man movie, but no, no. Now it's just you just giving names to characters that I'm supposed to kind of know about. Having having not seen the Spider-Man movie, Matt, <laughs> I did not know I should be on the lookout yeah. for Daredevil tie-ins. Yeah. Well, fucking, uh, fucking Matt... Uh, Matt Murdock is in it. Yeah. All right. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. He, he, he represents Spider-Man, gets him off the off the hook for the whole killing Mysterio thing. All right. I had no idea Spider-Man killed Mysterio. Jesus. Why are you watching Doctor Strange? We don't know any other shit. Okay. Anyway. Because so... I like Doctor Strange and I'm tired <laughs> of Spider-Man. I've seen so many Spider-Man movies. I don't. I've, I've, before this, I'd only seen one Doctor Strange movie. All right, so Doctor Strange, who's just been told by Night Nurse at her wedding, that his problem is he always takes all responsibility onto himself, kind of like Spider-Man. 616, Doc Strange mm -hmm. and Wong hold Miss America up at their monastery with a bunch of other sorcerers and students. 616, Scarlet Witch, murders almost everyone but Doc Strange. Well, duh, that's the main character. Miss America, duh, she just got introduced. And Wong, who, he's not going anywhere. 
Doc Strange and Miss America Flee to Earth 838. Did I just pick that one at random? Yes, because she can't okay. control her power. Okay. So here, Doc Strange is dead, and Baron Carl Mordo, this 838 version of the villain from the first film, has become the Sorcerer Supreme. Well, that, that's kind of cool. All right. Mordo is a part of the Illuminati, which is what we saw in the trailer. This is what I'm interested yes. in. Who knows about the multiverse and fear any contact with other universes because it risks an incursion, a collision between two universes. Don't want an incursion to happen, which is kind of what happened in the Spider-Man movie. So, uh, yeah, that was an incursion. Because okay. of this fear, the Illuminati will have Black Bolt execute 616 Doc Strange like he did to 838 Doc Strange for causing an incursion. Eh, okay. 616 Scarlet Witch was going to use the Dark Hole to possess her 838 counterpart and capture Miss America. But Wong's love interest from the comics, Sarah Wolf, sacrifices herself to destroy it. Well, all right then. 616 Scarlet Witch resurrects some students and threatens to kill them again if Wong doesn't tell her what he knows. Good like when did Doctor Strange get a bunch of kids living with him? Is this new? Uh, this is this is at the monastery. Not oh, this like, isn't so at his like his New York his New York house or whatever. No, his... no, that's the Sanctum Sanctorum. This is like Sanctum I, Sanctorum. Yeah, this is like the monastery where like he trained under the Ancient One, like with oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah yeah yeah. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So there's a bunch of so she kills all them, but then she brings them back to life so she can kill them again. Sounds she's being kind of mean. Um. Wong takes her to Wundagore Mountain. Wundagore, which in the mm. comics is full of half-animal men created by the High Evolutionary. But here is an ancient temple with etchings that were copied to make the dark hold and a base relief of the Scarlet Witch. Ba relief. Ba relief. I don't mean ba. Ba relief. <laughs> ba relief. What is this art appreciation, motherfucker? Okay. He's, he's, <laughs> I mean, literally, yes. Yeah, I mean, using the... Art. Using the Wondagore etchings, 616 Scarlet Witch possesses her 838 counterpart and murders all of the 838 Illuminati, accepting Baron Mordo and captures Miss really America. It's really badass. We'll talk more about it. Miss America and brings her to the Wundagore altar. 616 Doc Strange and 838 Night Nurse flee to an Earth devastated by an incursion where an evil third-eyed dark, Darkhold-wielding Doc Strange seems to be the only survivor. This isn't the badass Doctor Strange from the What If, is it? I thought it was, but as far as I can tell, no, it's not. Okay. The two Doc Stranges have a cool musical battle, ending in the death of Third-Eyed Doc Strange and 616 Doc Strange, using this universe's Darkhold to possess the corpse of Ponytail Doc Strange. What the... F <laughs> this, this probably needs to be visual for me. Okay. Yeah. Which Miss America brought to Earth 616 to battle 616 Scarlet Witch. How are like regular moviegoers keeping up with this shit? Like they must have like they must have done a really good job. I mean, of, like I so I I wrote the summary to like get a flow of events. It, the flow is a little different in the movie. Like I'm describing the events accurately, but the the flow and presentation is a little different. Well, I mean, I get I get that. It just yeah. seems like there's a yeah. lot of like multiverse shit going on, and I just don't know like. I don't feel like I, I actually, regu I actually regular think they do a good enough job to like if you're if you're a civilian the Illuminati shit will probably confuse you. 
because yeah. why would you care? But other than that, like I think the, the actual storytelling with the multiverse is clear enough that you can follow. Bob used the word civilian instead of hardcore fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, as opposed to veterans like us. It's your, yeah, we're we're veterans. We're Marvel. <laughs> yeah. What you you don't want to steal you don't want to steal valor for our comic book. Yeah. <laughs> us, us veteran comic book readers. All right. However, okay, this battle goes poorly for Zombie Doc Strange and Wong, and Miss America beg him to still. So wait, did the scar, the dead, the, the ponytail, Doctor Strange became a zombie? Yeah. So oh, six one six Doc Strange possesses the corpse of Ponytail Doc Strange, which I didn't put this in the notes, but like he and Miss America had buried him earlier oh, in the movie. Okay. So yeah. he, he resurrects him and is is animating him as like a zombie. So he's zombie Doc Strange. Oh. Uh, they all beg him to steal Miss America's power, which would kill her, to prevent Scarlet Witch from getting it. However, zombie Doc Strange remembers the words of 616 Night Nurse and tells Miss America to fight her own battle. Miss America, now in control of her powers, can't defeat Scarlet Witch either, they give 616 Scarlet Witch another look at 838 Scarlet Witch and her twins, who are all horrified by 616 Scarlet Witch. Oh, they pulled the old, like, oh, look at yourself in the mirror type shit. Yep, yep. Uh, this whore breaks through 616 Scarlet Witch's madness. She surrenders her quest for Miss America's power, destroys the Wundagor Temple, destroys all copies of the Dark Cold across the multiverse, and perhaps resurrects the people she's killed, although this is very unclear. Miss America joins Wong's Mystic Art School at the Repaired Monastery. At the end of the movie, 616 Doc Strange finds he now has a third eye as a result of his using the other Darkhold. And at the mid-credits scene, right as Bob was complaining to his friend that Clea, is it Clea or Clea? Clea. Clea, Clea. makes for a far better partner for Doc Strange than Night Nurse, Charlie's Theron as Clea comes in from the dark dimension and grabs 616 Doc Strange, telling him he's caused a new incursion. Oh, shit. So... Yeah, yeah. All right. That's a lot of information and a lot of different, like, shit going on. It was much more succinct, though, than my, my uh, the Batman summary. So, let's... <laughs> it's almost let's, like I write about a narrative professionally, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's, let's dive a little bit into this, Bob. All right, I want to start with the thing I'm interested in the most. Tell me about okay. the Illuminati. What was up with them? Okay, so um, the members are Baron Mordo, who's, you know, Chewit E4, who's the villain in the first Doctor Strange. Okay. Uh, Jim from The Office is Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> See, um, now that was, like a, that was like a fan request, like a fan casting. Yeah, yeah. And they really yeah. did it. And now people are disappointed in it from what I've been reading. I'm like, I don't know what they expected. Why do they think Jim would have well, made it? <laughs> John Krasinski, well, I, I think is his name. I mean, I don't like John Krasinski at all, but I don't think, like, the problem isn't him. The problem is just that they they don't write Mr. Fantastic very well. Um, like, he, he's kind of an idiot. Like, he if you want to do, like, a narrow thing, like, he says things to characters he shouldn't say, which get, which, you know, like, reveals too much information. Like, so he's, he, they don't really write him very effectively because Reed Richards should be, like, one of the smartest people in the universe. Right. Right. Yeah. It does. That, that's that's weird. The, yeah. the main reason that the fans want him cast is because he's married to Emily Blunt, and like that uh, pairing would be really cool as like Mister Fantastic and uh, 
uh, yeah, Invisible Woman. So do you want to do you want to go down the full list of the Illuminati, or do you want me to tell you a couple more things about Office Jim as Mister Fantastic? Yeah, tell me a couple more things about Office Jim. Okay, because he's probably so, the one that I, he between him and then Professor X, those are the two I'm like, whoa, like I don't, yeah. I, yeah. So. Uh, Office Jim A has big ears, which seems weirdly appropriate for Mister Fantastic. <laughs> that was that was something funny I noticed. Um, he does mention his kids, not by name, but he mentions kids plural. So you know that's an acknowledgement of Franklin and Valeria. And Valeria is one of my absolute favorite Marvel characters. I love her so much. Um, and then six one six Doc Strange makes a snide comment to Mister Fantastic about the Fantastic Four being big in the sixties. And it's unsure if that's a joke about the old plans for the Fantastic Four movie, which I think was to make it a 60s period piece, or if the MCU is going to go ahead and like do the Fantastic Four 616 as a prequel in the 60s. That was kind of unclear. I mean, that would make the most sense to do as a prequel, because then you have to ask yourself, where the Fantastic Four been, you know, during all the other shit that's been going on? Well, like the way people have been writing the Fantastic Four to the extent they have been writing the Fantastic Four in the past 20 years, which, you know, because there have been hiatuses, but the way they have been is like the Fantastic Four are more like explorers. And so they're going in space and other dimensions in the multiverse. They're going on an outer space adventure. Yeah. But in that (laughs) sense, like you wouldn't necessarily have like they're more like lost in space than they are the Avengers, you know? Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So that may be the yeah. direction they could go if they were going to set them, put them in the the present day Marvel. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't watch the most recent. I actually, I haven't seen any of the the four Fantastic Four movies, all of which I hear are terrible. Yeah, they're but all it sounds awful. like the most recent Fantastic. It sounds like the most recent Fantastic Four did kind of go in that direction of them being like astronauts and explorers more than superheroes. The most recent Fantastic Four movie is one of the worst superhero movies I've ever seen in my life. So. Nice. And what the way you're describing it, no, that's not the direction they went. I mean, they made it more like they're instead of having them go in space, they like traverse through a portal. But that's about the only extent of exploration. Mm. <laughs> like okay. Okay. It was probably just to save some money. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. I think that's the the big things to say about uh, Jim from the Office of Mister Fantastic. And then, did, did the costume um, look cool or was it shit? Um. I mean, I didn't notice it looked pretty standard. Like, I wouldn't say bad, but I wouldn't say amazing. He barely uses his stretching powers. Like, he's starting to, and then Wanda murks him. That's bullshit. That is bullshit. Yeah, I mean, Wanda's got a lot of people to kill. And she... so the next the next person is um, we have our beloved Captain Pike from Strange New Worlds returns as Black Bolt. So you know that's Anson Mount who played Black Bolt on that uh, very ill-fated Inhumans TV show from a few years ago. That I'm actually am curious to watch just because I like Anson Mount so much. Um, How long did that? Kind of interestingly, uh, Miss. Did that come uh, on that at all? Probably came on like 2016, 17, 18. It, I mean, was it, it made it season? like a short season. Oh, okay. Like 10 episodes, maybe. I remember it's that being Disney a plus. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to have to watch that thing. I remember that being like a big deal when they were like putting it out, but then it just kind of fizzled. Like nobody really cared. Yeah, I think they played the first two or three episodes in theaters. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's Anson Mount. There's, his death is really cool because like, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but like Mr. Fantastic gives away the fact that, you know, his, spe- his speech is deadly. 
and he does that and then so uh scarlet witch magics his mouth shut he tries to speak and it blows his head off oh well that's scary yeah yeah it's very cool very cool um we then get uh marie rambo who's the mother of monica rambo um who is in the captain marvel movie and i believe marie rambo is in flashbacks in the captain marvel movie um she is captain marvel in this universe and so that's that's kind of cool like it's not there's yeah. nothing there's not that much to say about it but it's kind of cool that is cool and then we get captain peggy carter uh, she's not any of the versions of her we've seen from the what if show, but obviously pretty similar. And then, um, finally, but, it, but it's, we, but it's, but it's, a, but it's a life. It's a, it's a, uh, yeah, yeah. real life version of her, like not the yeah, cartoon. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, it's, it's Haley Atwell playing her in live action as opposed to just voicing her. That's kind of, and cool. then the final member is we have Patrick Stewart, uh, as professor X or yeah, Patrick Stewart as professor X. And he's got the hover chair, right, from the 90s. He does. He does. And they, they I, I think this was already spoiled, but they do the little X-Men 92 theme song, although they, they arrange it differently, obviously. Oh. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. that, that I actually got to Google that. That sounds fun. Yeah. yeah so yeah. so she murders all these people, right? She does. She does. Um, the Professor X thing is actually kind of lame. You watched Legion, right? Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, they... Like they do this lame psychic scene that's like sort of a ripoff of the style of Legion, where Professor X is trying to release eight three eight Scarlet Witch from six one six Scarlet Witch, and uh, it just it doesn't work very well. Oh okay. Yeah, and I will say I like I I especially I I have nothing against like Peggy Carter or Peggy Carter being Captain America. Uh, but the only type of superhero I hate more than a, a patriotic-themed American hero is a patriotic-themed British hero. Uh, so <laughs> watching uh, watching Scarlet Witch just absolutely murder um, Captain Carter and Black Bolt, whom I have a grudge against because I really hate Inhumans versus X-Men. It's a very bad comic. Um, so just get, watching her murder those two people was super satisfying. So is this movie sounds rather violent, like a lot of death. Is, is it uh is it probably one of the more violent Marvel movies or would you say it's uh I wouldn't say it's more actually implied. that violent um the the black bolt and Mr Fantastic deaths are pretty grisly the other ones are pretty restrained and somewhat off screen and then um it's more just kind of like you know how Sam Raimi does kind of like slapstick gore yeah it's kind of like that, like the zombie Doc Strange is very kind of like a slapstick gore thing. And the Scarlet Witch murdering all these students, it's very unclear, right? Like, it's just very unclear, so. Yeah, because then she brings them back to life and then threatens to murder them again maybe, immediately. Maybe, maybe. It, that, uh, that's unclear, too. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and then I, the, I guess the only other big thing I have to say, well, two other things about the Illuminati um, so in the Earth 838, they're in the Baxter Foundation, and it's staffed by a bunch of Ultron robots. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would say I really did appreciate how Earth 838 makes subtle nods to all three of Jonathan Hickman's big Marvel runs. So the Baxter Foundation seems very much like his future foundation think tank from its Fantastic Four run. Um this version of the Illuminati and the kind of dilemma of the incursions comes from his new Avengers run. 
and then um, the New York City of Earth 838 is kind of overgrown by plants in a way that sort of suggests like solar punk and Krakoan technology from his X-Men run, you know? Oh, that's awesome. So the settings were different in each of these Earths. They didn't just like, they didn't just change up the, the characters. They made sure everything was a little different. Yeah, yeah. At one point, like, because um, Doctor Strange and Miss America pass through several universes before they get to 838. And then, like, one of them, they're just in a universe where it's all paint. Everything is paint. Oh. That reminds uh, also, that, another... That reminds important... me of that Robin Williams movie. <laughs> what was it called? <laughs> what Dreams May Come or something like that, where he, like, yeah, paints... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> another important detail about Earth-838 is that in this universe, red means, uh, red means go and green means stop. That's confusing as fuck. Okay. <laughs> wow. It's a very specific detail they went into. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the major point I kind of wanted to come back to, um, and one of the reasons I kind of wrote that long-ass summary, was, so, either 616 Scarlet Witch is a mass murderer, and so that kind of makes her fundamentally unusable, again, as a heroic character, or she resurrects all the people she's killed, and if she does that, that really kind of undercuts, like, this is a movie, you know? Like, it makes yeah. it a lot cheaper of a movie. And so it's it's a really kind of interesting dilemma because it's like not totally clear if she does resurrect people, but it seems like she does when she's threatening Wong. Like it, it seems like what she does, and again, it's not that clear, but it seems like what she does is she brings these people back to life and she's threatening to kill them again. And then it seems like in the end scene when like they're re they've rebuilt the monastery, Miss America is at the monastery training. It seems like you're seeing people who would there who would have died in the battle. And like if she has enough power to destroy the dark holds in every universe, you know, that that would seem to be like a comparable enough power to like resurrect people. So, yeah. I, you know, but I don't know. Maybe she's only resurrected people on 616 and not she hasn't resurrected the 838 Illuminati. Uh, maybe she's actually resurrected nobody, and I was just misinterpreting what the movie was saying. I, it's very unclear. Maybe we're going to get a trial of Wanda Maximoff. Yeah, yeah. Trial <laughs> of the Scarlet Witch. I guess who's going to represent her? She-Hulk. Matt Murdock. Oh, she yeah. Hulk. Actually, She-Hulk would be a better choice, yeah. <laughs> no, Matt Murdock will be on the other side. Who are going to be the judges? Matt. The 616 Illuminati, Bob. I got it right here. Uh, <laughs> And they're going to be slightly <laughs> different than their uh, 838 counterparts. It's going to be awesome. Well, I, I really, they, I mean, that's actually one of the weird things about it is like, I, I don't know exactly how to say this, but like, you need to go to another universe to have a good Illuminati because with the Marvel Cinematic Universe as it currently couldn't constitute a, like a convincing and interesting Illuminati. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, I mean, because we've already met so many people, and they're going to show up and not have had any interference with well, anything no, no, else. It's exactly, no, it's exactly the opposite problem. We haven't met, like, we haven't met, we've met hardly any characters. Like, Oh, you mean, Illuminati, oh, you, so, like, yeah, so, like, yeah. the people you do meet, I mean, were they, like, with Tony Stark on it or some shit? Like, the whole well, well, he's dead, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, I'm saying, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that could be a good way. Oh, look, he's really not dead. He's part of the Illuminati. 
I past really Captain America. They're gonna bring him back. I don't know if Downey Jr. would come back, and I don't. I, I don't think there's a lot to do with him back, even if they did bring him back. Yeah, I agree. I don't think they are gonna bring him back. I, you are right, though. I see what you're saying. That there's really not a lot of characters that we haven't. We have we a lot of characters we haven't met yet, and it's because we're kind of pigeonholed ourselves in this like present time, where yeah, all this other well, stuff that's happened in the past the, hasn't really been explored. Well, I mean, I think this is just the fundamental strength of the comics over the over the films, and to some extent even over the TV shows is like the comics have shown us such a vast tapestry of storytelling and it, it's just understood in the comics that like, yeah, it's fine if Mr. Fantastic and Tony Stark and Charles Xavier and Black Bolt and Namor and T'Challa start like a, a conspiracy. Like if they do that off page, that's fine. But like that sort of storytelling wouldn't fly so well, like in a film or a TV show. And also we just don't have enough characters yet in the 616 Marvel yeah. universe. So, Quick question about Professor X. Would it have made more sense to do Michael Fassbender? Uh, or were you good with Patrick Stewart? I mean, not, I don't, I think it, you mean the guy who plays young Charles Xavier? Yeah, isn't that Michael Fassbender? That's not Fassbender. Fassbender plays Damn it, young that's Magneto. Sorry. Uh, Michael, actually, I, 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 James McAvoy. James, James McAvoy, McAvoy, yeah. Is. Yeah, so would it would have made some more sense for James McAvoy to be Professor X? Or was Patrick Stewart okay? Patrick Stewart was fine. I mean, you know, it, it didn't really matter. What well, either one would have been fine. It's I, I keep I, hearing. I assume, I assume you're not going to see Patrick Stewart again as Charles Xavier. Like, so this is a kind of a neat, a neat little Easter egg thing to get him another one more time in the role. You know. Yeah, I heard. I've read some rumors that Michael Fassbender's Magneto was supposed to actually be part of the Illuminati. That would have been cool. Yeah. Would have been super cool. Of course, this is also the same people that said yeah. that uh, Tom Cruise was supposed to be like the eighth Iron, Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I should have led off with that by apologizing to you that Tom Cruise is not in fact eight three eight Iron Man. <laughs> He's not eight three eight Iron Man yet. <laughs> I was gonna let's see a few other quick points to make. Um, I think it's kind of a shame that they overpower Scarlet Witch in such a way too, like. Having her destroy every Darkhold in every universe is a little weird. Um, I, but I guess it's like, you know, it's such a powerful, like, MacGuffin that they don't want the book around for future movies. So fair enough. Um, but it's also kind of a shame uh, because presumably they're going to do a Midnight Suns movie pretty soon. You know, they're talking about a Blade movie. They're doing that Midnight Suns video game. Yeah. And so... It would, you know, it would make sense to have the dark hole for that. Although I guess they could come up with some contrived, you know, reason to have the dark hole back for a Midnight Suns movie if they wanted. Yeah, I forgot Blades coming back and all those dudes. Yeah, although there's still not a date for that one. Yeah. Um, and then let's see another quick point, and then I kind of wanted to ask you a couple of questions. So. Uh, the young actress who played Miss America did a solid job. She hasn't been in much before this, kind of like the Star Trek Strange New World crew. Um, I've read pretty much every Miss America comic, I think. And I have to say, like, I didn't love how Miss America comes across in this movie. Like, she's very inexperienced, which she, like, that's just not Miss America's character in the comics. Like, she's, like, just this kind of, like, cocky lesbian badass in the comics. Um, so that was a little annoying. And it, she's also 
not usually written in the comics as being like a mystical character, but it is sort of weird and interesting to have her as like a student of Wong's at the end of the movie. Um, I would also say that like, given the way that they emphasize Miss America's inexperience, her becoming Wong's student, and like her basically functioning as a teleporter, in some ways, it basically feels like they really wanted to write this for magic of the X-Men, but they just went with Miss America as the substitute. Yeah, that makes sense. And like like I said before, when I already confused Miss America and Miss Marvel, so <laughs> like, I don't know enough about her really to yeah, say much. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought they were the, I thought they'd just change the character's powers <laughs> to fit with whatever yeah, they needed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and well, so uh, one other mildly annoying thing is that Miss America is a lesbian in the comics and she has like a pride pin on her jacket. So that's nice, but there's like no other acknowledgement of, of her sexuality in this. She never like makes eyes at a girl or flirts or anything, which is a little annoying. Um, but although she, she does have uh, her, her, she, her parents are, you know, are like two women and you do see a quick flashback with them. So you do at least see that, but it was a little annoying that they didn't do any more explicit acknowledgement of Miss America's sexual orientation. Yeah. Why didn't they do that, Bob, in this movie with all these Illuminati and fighting and magic shit? We want to know more about their gayness. I mean, it's a movie that's entirely predicated over Doctor Strange being thirsty for night nurse, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... I'm sure there'll be a, I'm sure there's going to, is there going to be a Miss America TV series or is this, I'm getting, I'm once well, again getting messed up and that's Miss Marvel so TV series. There's going to be a Miss Marvel TV series. Okay. But, but Miss America. Seems like, it seems like the MCU is heading next either for a Young Avengers or a West Coast Avengers team or maybe both. So like on the Young Avengers side, we, we've got Scarlet Witch's twins already somewhat established, right? From WandaVision. Yeah. Um, another young Avenger is we've got Kate Bishop from Hawkeye. Um, we've got Cassie Lang in Ant-Man. And then I didn't watch Falcon and Winter Soldier, but apparently Elijah Bradley, who is, is in fa- is in Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I didn't watch uh, Loki. He, yeah. Yeah. I forgot that guy's in there. You're right. He is. Okay. And then I didn't watch Loki, but in Loki we have teen Loki and also maybe Iron Lad in Loki. Iron, Iron Lad is like young Kang. Oh, eh. I, I don't then, know that one. Then we, we now have Miss America um, in from this movie. And so those are like the main Young Avenger characters um, because there's only been two Young Avengers comics, but that's most of the roster. There's a couple other people, but that's most of the roster. And then in addition, Miss um, Marvel and Ironheart have never been in Young Avengers comics, but you could add them to the team, presumably. And you have Miss Marvel coming up in the Disney Plus series. And then you have Ironheart uh, is apparently going to be in Black Panther 2. That's like a, a young uh, teenage Iron Man. So my, my thought, Bob, is that we're going to see a movie of Young Avengers and we're going to see a mm-hmm. Disney TV show of West Coast Avengers. That's my, that's yeah, my theory. Yeah, yeah. So like on the West Coast Avengers side... We, we've already got War Machine from the Iron Man movies, right? Don Cheadle. Yeah, you got Scarlet uh, Witch. Already, yeah, although Avengers. she may not be usable anymore. They might not yeah. go with her. 
And then we've got White Vision, I think. From Don't we have him in play yes. after WandaVision? Yes, yeah. we have White Vision. We have Clint Barton, Kate Bishop. Yeah. yeah. We got Miss America, yeah. She Hulk, and Moon Knight. I'm telling you. Yeah. West Coast Avengers coming to Disney Plus 2024. Although, in- interestingly, Kate Bishop and Miss America aren't on the same incarnation of West Coast Avengers as those other characters, but they were in a, they were in a later incarnation of West Coast Avengers. So, yeah, we, we, could, we could get. We could get, presumably, we could get Miss America and Kate Bishop in either, although probably we're more likely to see Kate Bishop and Miss America in Young Avengers. I'm just waiting for them to like announce that they're not just not going to make any more movies or anything. Just be like, <laughs> but this thing is going to keep going. We're going to be like 60 years old, yeah. and we're going to be like still popping out these random ass movies with <laughs> bottom the of the same barrel continuity, no, cri- no crisis. Bottom of the barrel characters, they're just random ass like. <laughs> I mean, just wait until they introduce the X-Men. It's going to be insane because there's going to be like so many stories they can tell. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. It's wild. I was also going to point out that this movie, I think, might require the most side knowledge of any MCU film. By my count, to see this movie, you really need to have seen Avengers 2, 3, and 4, Spider-Man 3, which I didn't see, Doctor Strange 1, obviously, and then WandaVision. Yes. Yeah. I mean, reading the synopsis you gave, yes. Like, even just reading that, I'm still, like, lost a little bit because you had to know a lot from the Avengers movies, duh. Wanda, if you didn't watch WandaVision, you're not really know a lot about Wanda, period. Because even if, I mean, yeah. there's a whole part there. Now, and then Spider, when you say Spider-Man 3, you mean the most recent one, right? Not not like the one yeah, with Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Spider-Man, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. film, I'm surprised you got, like, you were able to... Uh, get as much as you were without them acknowledging the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> Cause like, there's a lot of like Dr. Strange is a huge part of that film. Yeah. I'm, I might watch it on Disney plus and report back, but no, know. no, Bob, let's go back to the top of the hour here where we don't watch it on no, Bob, you got to see it in the theater. Like I did. <laughs> well, I did. The, I mean, the difference, the difference was I'd never wanted to see Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> The only the only thing about it that made me even sort I didn't I didn't see Spider Man two Matt I, you're like, the only I, and you're the only one naming these Spider Man movies like that that's what drive that's what drive me insane I'm like when you say Spider Man three like oh I'm the, sorry I'm sorry Matt three different movies with ambiguous titles with the word <laughs> home in it is so much more clear yeah yeah Spider Man Far From Home which one is that again Matt this is Spider Man this is Spider Man two and Spider Man three is really unclear this is Spider Man can't go home that's what this one is <laughs> Spider Man No Way Home <laughs> No Way Home or whatever the fuck. Something like that. Anyway, the point is he can't get home. Spider-Man 2 was far from home because he went overseas. Spider-Man Homecoming was like the the beginning of the Spider-Man. He's he's home now. He's he's here in the Marvel If they universe. want me to see another Spider-Man movie, they need to entitle it Spider-Man No Sleep Till Brooklyn. <laughs> no Sleep Till Brooklyn. Yeah. But then yeah. when you say but when you say Spider-Man 3 I think of the one with Sandman and Venom because those characters did show up in Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. Well not I mean, not the Venom the not the Venom I, from there but but Sandman. I call I call them Avengers 2 through 4 cuz I can't remember what the subtitle of Avengers 2 was and I certainly can't remember which was Endgame and which was Infinity Watch. Like I, I <laughs> watch that straight. Was that the name of it or was it Infinity War? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying about there's so many damn movies like I don't even know anymore. Yeah. But like with Avengers though, they didn't have like a whole separate like continuity of Avengers films. It was just you know yeah, yeah. 1 through 4. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Anyway, re- uh, regardless, Bob, I, 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 I'm just saying, like, there's so many damn, you're right, there's way too many movies you have to watch just to get to understand this one. And honestly, if you're going to watch that Spider-Man Far From Home, like, you really need to at least have watched. Is that Spider-Man 3, Matt? <laughs> yes, it's the third movie of this current thank Spider-Man. You, thank yes. you. <laughs> Not to be confused with Amazing Spider-Man, who may have an Amazing Spider-Man 3 soon. <laughs> if, if, uh, hey. Andrew, if Andrew Garfield gets his way. But anyway, I, I always liked Andrew Garfield and thought he was poorly served by those movies. So. Well, so does so does Andrew Garfield, and so do all the people who saw Spider Man No Way Home, Spider Man Three, which is okay. Here's one thing really funny though is that, mm-hmm. and when you watch this film, if you end up watching it on Disney Plus, you're mm-hmm. gonna note that when uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield show up, there's like there's dramatic pause that goes on mm-hmm. way too long. Because it was meant for, yeah. like, in the theater, people were like, oh, it's Tobey Maguire! Like, people were, like, cheering in the theater and shit. And then, and then you watch it at home, and it's just fucking awkward. You're just, like... How, you're like, how it's much Toby are Maguire. they actually... How, oh, they're in a lot. How long... They're in a lot? Okay. Oh, yeah. It, it's That's what I'm saying. This, this, they, did a, they did a really crazy-ass job with that movie. It's not just a cameo thing. It's a... They're integral to the part, to the plot. Okay. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it, it's probably one of the better you know multi what this this thing they that Marvel has built at this point it's it's probably one of the better things they've come up with this huge machine that they have now that just keeps pumping out film after film show after show okay okay so I've got two other quick points to make and then I've got a kind of larger point that. I will ask you. I will ask you to indulge me as I quickly list off uh, similarities of this movie to other Doctor Strange runs. So, uh, one thing I, I that was weird. So, six one six Night Nurse is marrying a hot black dude named Charlie, and Charlie really likes Doctor Strange. I thought he was maybe supposed to be a comics character, but as far as I can tell, he's not. So that that was one minor point. And then um, another minor point. I just wanted to say that it was very cool that Sam Raimi was directing this movie and he did get to really bring like his visual style and uh, a lot of his little minor touches to the movie. You get, we talked about the slapstick horror. We talked about the evil magic book. Danny Elfman does the score. Um, Obviously there's a zombie, there's taunting evil spirits. There's a few little homages to like the universal horror movies from the thirties. And then uh, there's a Bruce Campbell cameo as uh, he uh, plays the Pizza Papa of Earth 838, who gets uh, a spell cast on him by Doctor Strange, where he can't control his hands. So it's a you know pretty obvious like Army of Darkness reference. Right. Well, yeah, lots of good little homages there. They they kind of did the, they did something similar with the spot. They, like they're really going in that direction with some of this stuff. A lot a lot of Easter yeah. egg type shit that you have to. Oh, well, they even sort of did that with Avengers 4, right? Where, like, they tried to get you to feel nostalgia for, like, a movie that had come out, like, eight years before because, like, they replay large parts of Avengers 1 and Avengers 4. Kind of like that X-Men two-parter we just talked about today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the nostalgia and, like, the dog eating its tail, I guess, is the fu- That and multiverse shit is the future of Mar- the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I assume. Yeah, so... I mean, so overall, you think this is probably something that this is a movie I probably need to watch at some point. Probably when it comes to Disney Plus in a couple of weeks. 
I hate you so much. <laughs> um, j- just for that, let me let me make you suffer through my comparison to the runs. Um, okay. So most of the sorcerers and the students in this movie, as far as I could tell. No, I want to clarify for our listeners. When Bob, yeah, yeah. when Bob says the runs, he doesn't mean like shit. He means like the comic runs. Yes, yes. Okay, That's, that is in fact what I mean. Um, so as far as I could tell, most of the sorcerers and the students in this movie are different than one. Um, we did get like a brother voodoo cameo, although not, not him as brother voodoo, but like just, uh, I believe David drum, who's the spirit who haunts Jericho drum. We saw him in the first one. Um, not in this one, sadly. Uh, we do have a student, um, who is a sentient minotaur who talks, who I had not read this run, but he's apparently a character named Rintra from Peter Gillis's 1980s Doctor Strange run that I need to read. Um, although it does seem like Scarlet Witch murders him and you don't see him at the end. So maybe she resurrects some people, but not him. Who knows? Not the Minotaurs. Um, not the, not, just, just one Minotaur. Just one. He's from he's another evil. dimension, apparently. Hey, they didn't have Ned as one of the students, did they? The, the dude from Spider-Man? Spider-Man's no. friend? I don't think they did. Oh, okay. He, he's, he's the, he's like, I don't mean this to be pejorative, but he's like a fatter Asian dude. Yes. No, I don't think oh, so. Okay. I might've missed him. Just curious. Um, and then, so the, you know, this movie is kind of playing into the trope of Dr. Strange leading, um, a group of mystical students. We see this in like Robbie Thompson's run on Dr. Strange, which I love. We see this in Greg Pak's Doctor Strange original graphic novel, which is dog shit. And you see it in Scotty Young's uh, Strange Academy, which I haven't read yet, but I hear good things about. Um, Then you also see a lot in this movie of Doc Strange, like vomiting, fighting gross monsters, having dark spirits writhe over his body. And that feels very inspired by Jason Aaron's great run on Doctor Strange. the trope of Dr. Strange being a tremendous douchebag and dealing with like a lot of awesome, uh, awful possible futures and possible universe collisions feels very inspired by Matt Fraction's Great Defenders run. And then the only other two Dr. Strange runs I've read are Steve Ditko's, which it looks like the third movie might lean back more to because Kalia's taking Strange to the Dark Dimension. The other run I've read is Donny Cates, which, as far as I could tell, didn't inspire this movie at all. If it had, there would have been a ghost basset hound, and I really like a ghost basset hound. And then, let's see, there are three other Doctor Strange runs I need to read, which are Steve Englehart, Roger Stern, and Jed McKay's, and so I can't really speak to how they influenced the uh, film. Well, I'm going to check this film out when it hits Disney Plus, Bob. Oh, God, I hate you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... I I want I, I did watch the original Doctor Strange and was it was all right. So did you? Does my summary make you think it's? Did my summary make you think it sounds terrible, or are you looking forward to it? I'm kind of looking forward to it. I really want to see just how this all plays out, like on screen. I just get an idea of seeing that. I want to see the Illuminati. I want to see some of the sequences you described that sound really. I mean, they sound great, like some of the stuff, the magical type stuff. Even though, you know, I can't stand magic stuff, but still, maybe it'll, maybe it'll look good. Oh yeah, yeah. We didn't, we didn't even bring up your uh, your disdain for. Uh, yeah, for Doctor, magic Doctor stuff. Strange is not my favorite, but yeah, well, maybe, oh, maybe he's, some he's of one of my favorites, dog. He's one yeah. of my favorites. Bob loves the magic. Right. 
I do, I do. All right. Well, thanks for uh, tuning in to this uh, bonus episode of uh, Doc Strange 2, the mom movie. I am Bob in Cascadia. That is Matt in the Southland. We have debated the uh, moral efficacy of the Scarlet Witch, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>